Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon. Welcome to Laurie and Julia show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Holly is in for Julia today. Show Julia will be back with us tomorrow. Congrats to uh, Kelsey Van Orstrand of St. Louis Park. She is a winner of an Amazon Echo spot. So congrats to her. We've only got uh, three left. Three left to give away. So still a chance. You download that new and improved and completely wonderful MyTalk1071 app. And also just get yourself registered because we do have other kinds of listener rewards just for listening. It's very easy. And and you know what? I love, I really have grown to love uh, Alexa since I make her work hard for the money when I'm putzing around uh, and just wanting random songs that pop into my head. Are you still hanging upside down? I am still doing my inversion. <laughs> your oh, your oh, no, oh, what yeah. song did you ask for now? Um, well, I'm back to, you know, I cannot, I'm obsessed. And I heard this song. I'd never heard it before. I'd heard the song like maybe, maybe five weeks ago. I heard this Elvis song called Tomorrow's Long Time. And then... Donnie tells me something incredible about the song. And then in the beginning of the Elvis Presley, uh, the searcher document, document. Thank you. That's the rest (laughs) of the word. Documentary. (laughs) I just couldn't remember the airy. Oh yeah. That's really good. Isn't that nice? See what everyone has to look forward to. (laughs) But they played this song and and I don't know if you noticed the snippet of this song. It's not a well-known Elvis song, I think, I don't even know it if was it was in, on an album. It was on Spin Out. In the, it's on the Spin Out soundtrack. Not Tomorrow's a Long Time. I'm looking at really? it right here. You're kidding. Spin Out. Oh Tomorrow's a Long Time. Wow. That's, this is amazing. And that, that, that record came out when? In 1967, 68? Uh, oh, no, it's earlier than earlier that. Earlier than that? Yeah. 65? So. Yeah, around there, I suppose. Okay, yeah. well, let's hear the song. If today not in this highway If tonight was not in this train If tomorrow wasn't such a long time And 
Holly, I feel oh, like you great. were with me when we made this discovery. Yes. Were now, you here that yes, day? I was that day. I was here. Because that is a cover of what, Donnie? Bob Dylan. Of Bob Dylan. And it was on Spin Out. And Wikipedia mm-hmm. says that it was recorded during a session for the How Great Thou Art album in 1966. Which right, Elvis yes, 66, overruled yeah. Colonel Tom Parker on. That was his favorite kind of music, gospel. gospel That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm recording that. And. But what did you tell me about what Bob Dylan said about Tomorrow's Long Time? Because if you listen to that song, the I lyrics are incredible. I he said it's his favorite his cover, most, of, treasured. most treasured cover of all of his songs ever. I mean, Elvis could sing the crap out of a song. Couldn't he? He was his incredible. His emotion is, was just really amazing. So I always listen to that song. I'm really hooked on Here Comes My Baby by the Tremolos <laughs> because I can dance with my arms <laughs> when I'm hanging upside down and it gives me even a little bit more of a tilt over um, because it's all about this. So I just do some dancing and... I don't know. The other day I listened to Morning Has Broken by Cat Stevens. Oh I hadn't listened wow. to that song. Oh. So Dusting just, it off. Oh, and uh, Eve of Destruction because Auntie Marlene had uh, told me the other day that I said, what song would you really like to hear? And she's like, Eve of Destruction. Do you know that song? Yeah. I Why mean, on earth and, would your auntie yeah, exactly. want Tell to listen to uh, Eve of Destruction? Because in, in like 1966 uh, or 67, whenever she was, I mean, she taught for a number of years. 65, the song was When out. the song came out, her seventh grade students wanted to, they were, they were dissecting all the amazing anti-war songs that were just starting to pour out of all the, musicians and artists and that has such blistering lyrics Mm -hmm. and they she said so they the students she was unaware of the song so donnie we should play it oh here it is or Sweet the rain's new. Oh, it was the fall. You do have to love this song. The sunrise was kind of pretty this Cat morning. Stevens. I know. Teaser and the Firecat. Great album. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What you, a pretty you, song. you want Eve of Destruction? Oh, yeah. Let's go all over the board. <laughs> right. Go from. But that wow. is a beautiful, beautiful song. That is a beautiful oh, song. And Cat Stevens wrote Here Comes My Baby by the Tremolos. So yes. now everything is coming, coming full circle. circle. Namaste. You don't believe in war, but what's that gun you're toting? And even the Jordan River has bodies floating. But you tell me over and over and over again, my friend. Destruction. <laughs> All right, Barry McGuire. Thank you I very know, much. I know. Just that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, okay. So here is a Hollywood headline for you. So we talked about this. I don't know if you knew about it, um, Holly, but I know Julian and Donnie and I talk, talked about Angelina Jolie was in the uh, took part in the documentary, The Queen's Green Planet. No, I don't Queen know about Elizabeth, this. Uh, Sir Richard Attenborough. Yes is the person who's walking through the garden with her. And uh, anyway, she started, the queen has started a project called the Queen's Canopy, and she's encouraging people all over the British Commonwealth to plant trees. And she agreed to be 
part of this documentary. Oh, that's delightful. Oh, I it's love del- all I, of this. I can't <laughs> wait for it. And at one point, they're walking through the gardens behind Buckingham Palace in a in a plane, you know. You know, Buckingham Palace is right in the middle of London. Right yes, in it the is. City. Yes. yes, it and is. And so they get, there's some flight noise and a plane goes over and she's like, it's quite like President Trump sounds. <laughs> you know, but she says in her however she in talks. A, the way that she talks. Well, the Queenies. Well, but uh, the Queen. David Attenborough is a national treasure. Yes. yes. So, so yeah, David, and, not Richard. Yeah, yeah. So Angelina, how did she come to be part of it? Because remember, she's doing this for all of her Commonwealth countries. Well, so that's still a lot. That is a lot. And Angelina, the only connection that I can make is that Angelina has taught at the London School of Economics. You would think. You would think. That would be. No. It was the Namibian. Am I saying that right? Yeah, you did. (laughs) No. That was right. Namibian. I didn't say it right. She she always throws in an extra M. Namibian. Not Namibian. Namibian. That government, <laughs> that government asked Angelina to help develop th- their contribution to the Canopy Project because she has done conservation work in in all over the place, Namibia, <laughs> Namibia, that <Namibia>. country, <laughs> that one, that one. Yeah. And she said, "I wanted to help communities." She said, "Building schools and clinics means little." If the environment the community relies on is destroyed. So that's how she got involved. And also she knows about deforestation from all of her work in Cambodia and Laos. Yes. She, I love Angelina Jolie. I, I, I just love her. I, I love her. her too. But here's what this is what this just dropped my jaw. And also forgetting, you know, Angelina is. She did grow up in Hollywood. I mean, mm-hmm. her mom was an actress. Her dad was John Voight. I mean, she did not grow up like the rest of us. No, you know, no. There is, she has lived an extraordinary life from the very beginning. From the beginning. So this is such a Hollywood headline. This is, again, in the same story where Angelina is talking to People magazine. She, because there are photos of her, she has a pilot's license. And she is for a long time. She owns pri- yeah. a couple of private planes. She's been a flyer for a long time. Yeah, we've known about that. Yeah, for at least 15 years. Yes. Uh, maybe longer, but she said, I love being up in the air. I love the freedom. Knox is now learning to fly. It makes me crazy happy to see him discover it. He still needs help with the pedals, but won't for long. <laughs> Knox is nine years old. Are you going to tie a brick yeah. on his foot? Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> nine is too young, but maybe when no, you're like was, a Hollywood person, Donnie, I know. There was, I remember a story of an eight-year-old girl that was flying. And wasn't, didn't she have a bad ending? She did, actually. Yeah, yeah Donnie. Oh, way to bring down the room, The place. <laughs> she was with her dad. No, it's too dad, young. Yes. It's too young. I. You know what, Lori? I am totally with you. He is nine years old. His prefrontal cortex is he, not fully formed. He has no in the business piloting a plane. Well, he's not alone. I mean, there's somebody. Well, I know. Yeah, but but he is in control. But they do seem like well-adjusted kids. And Mm -hmm. I guess she knows her kids. And maybe a little nine-year-old mind is like, can read a plane panel like a computer game. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just going to take a hard pass pass on that one. Because if you can't touch the pedals. Yeah, if you can't fully operate the machine then maybe you need to stay, take a step All right. back. All right. Stick well, to the video games. Posted for your other Hollywood pleasure is Jessica Chastain in a new trailer called Woman Walks Ahead, where she plays a widow who travels from New York to North Dakota for the opportunity to paint the famous Chief Sitting Bowl. 
This Ooh. actually sounds good. It does sound good. Just as tensions between the Lakota Reservation and the opposing U.S. Army are rising to a boil, Sam Rockwell is in it. Uh, it's probably not going to be at the Cam Fail Festival because it premieres on direct TV before it premieres in movies. No, it will not be at Cannes. At Cannes. So, but, but it's it sounds woman, good. Woman yeah. Mark said. And then of. if you want to see who's going to play India Jones... The ladies. Is that what you're calling her now? I'm calling if Steven Spielberger Spielberger <laughs> Spielberger documentary if Namibia. Steven Spielberg <laughs> is going to make a movie with a woman playing Indiana Jones. Why not just make it easy on the fans and let's just call her India? I just want a new character. Oh, Indiana and Jones. India Jones and I like the lady from The Walking Dead. Which uh, one? Daria. I forget her name. She's in Black Panther. Um, she plays. Uh, uh, is she African American? She plays Mashan uh, in in The Walking Dead. Yeah, I don't don't watch it. Yeah, can't yeah, yeah. Dairy, oh, cool. I can't, okay. I can't, yeah. I can't pronounce yeah. her name. I mean, yeah. look at what I just said. Like Steven Spielberger. <laughs> Steven Spielberger. Anyway, go look at it and see if you <laughs> if think you there's agree. an India Who Jones. Who do you want to cast? There's ten different ladies that are on the list, and probably any of them would be fantastic. We'll be right back with the dirt. This is a my talk dirt alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, friends. How are you? Pretty good. Oh, man. Our Real Housewife of New York, the Countess, Luann de Lesseps, seen smoking weed, guys. Well, Here we go. There well, you go. She's, you know, she's trying to cut back on the booze. She certainly mm-hmm. is. She was arrested on Christmas Eve for disorderly intoxication. Did a little stint in rehab. She was spotted puffing on a joint outside the public hotel on Tuesday at around 11 p.m. She's all about the nightclub scene. And that's what you know, you're single. I know that's true. I feel like I'm reading some, like you're really lifting an eyebrow, Elizabeth. Well, I just feel like she, (laughs) I think that Luann just continually like makes questionable choices and, and wants us to perceive her in a certain way that is definitely not the way that she is. Uh, And I just wish she would just get real about it. Like if she is this person, like if, I mean, if you like to party and that's your thing and that's your jam, And then because she's on the other hand saying, is she been going to the magazines and she's so sober and she's sober. That's what she said. And that just kind of bugs me because it's like, just if this is your jam, then have it be your jam. I'm backing up and I'm with you. Thank you, Lori. What a joyful moment for me. Oh, gosh. Because then here's the here is what happened. Her rep said to page six. Well, Luann smokes occasionally to help with anxiety and pain from her accident. I mean, again, that's just BS. Why can't you just just be real about it? Just own it. It's fine. Nobody's going to care. I mean, it is illegal in New York still. So that is a little bit of an issue. But that's what her publicist said. And she said, we're going to just say that. There you go. The, anytime anybody says they smoke pot for their anxiety, it's the, really, they just want, they enjoy it. Yes. Mm-hmm. They enjoy it, and but it's okay. not socially acceptable to say that. Mm-hmm. It's not acceptable, unless you're in Colorado. Or Seattle. Or, or Washington. Seattle. Or Vegas. Or California. Or California. All places I like to visit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a domino effect. It'll it really continue. Is, yeah. It really will. Uh, jewelry Company says the marketing of its new Sarah Jessica Parker collection was a big bust and that she's to blame. Oh, no. It's called Cat Florence Design Limited. They claim that she signed a 7.5. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. $5 million endorsement deal with the company in October of 2015 so that they could use her name and face to promote its Sarah Jessica Parker D Flawless Diamond Collection. Um, she's already been paid half that amount and she was going to have to promote the line at events and go to a big London store opening. But this federal lawsuit says that she was too busy promoting her show Divorce and her perfume brand and so she didn't do what she said she was going to do. I never even heard she had a diamond I, collection. I was and this no is idea. why suing Lori yeah. and Holly yeah. because none of us ever heard she had a diamond collection. It was also supposed Somebody tweet to be, Kim Cattrall. Yeah, no, no kidding. It was supposed to be promoted at the Golden Globes in 2017, but she didn't acknowledge or take any photos with the company president, according to the court papers. Whoa. I mean, that is a lot of money. It's a $7.5 million endorsement well, did deal. They really, did they really pay her that? They paid her half of it so far. Yeah. That's what they so said. So they were going to pay her half at the beginning and then half at the end? Yes, and she hasn't... Uh, participated in any of the things that she was supposed to do. This is according to the company in well, their lawsuit. Listen, they can, they all have a sympathetic ear with Kim Cattrall because yesterday uh, SJP was all about how she's never uttered a nasty mean, never. had a bad Mm-mm. thing, cat fight with Kim Cattrall. That's because she's has had everybody else do it. She has. I don't like that. That's another one where it's just own it. We don't get along. It doesn't work out for us. We are not people who can be friends. Those mm. are all things that can be said. Okay. I know, but she's... She just... She can't... She can't do it. Do it. She can't do it. And it does make me sad because I will say the one and only time that Julia and I had experience with all four ladies was on location for our Body Perks episode. I recall. At Silver Cup Studio. And the friendliest person besides, you know, Kristen Davis, because I had met her online at the Michael Kors show and mm-hmm. asked her, who do I write to to get my nipples on your show? <laughs> and, uh, but she was friendly because she recognized... But Sarah Jessica Parker was so lovely. She cheered us, toasted us. Kim Cattrall was like, really cold and mean to us. Well, I'm sure that's cold. She was just cold. She didn't even acknowledge us. It's one of those things where I'm sure SJP is a really lovely person, Mm -hmm. but it's okay. You can be lovely and not get along with With someone at the same time. It doesn't reflect poorly on you. But some people don't ever want to be thought of as a bitch where like somebody like me and Samantha and Kim Cattrall, we're comfortable with it. (laughs) You know, you got to be comfortable with it. You can also find a middle of the road where you just don't... you I know, can, but like some women cannot handle not, they want to believe that everybody likes them and everybody and that there wouldn't be, everything is roses and, you know, Yeah, you're cakes. talking to like the majority of Minnesota. I mean, I I'm know. a native Minnesotan. This is how we are, right? I know. It's very I know. strange. And it is part of sort and of lovely our at the same movement time. forward though, to not have to and be. And she's a Midwest girl. That constantly SJP. needing to be liked is, translates to weakness in a lot of arenas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just does. 
boy, boy we listen got deep. to I don't this. Like this. I know. Let's listen get to this little Blake Shelton Miranda Lambert thing. Okay, there's a lot of reading into this tweet that Blake Shelton sent out. Oh yeah. Ooh, okay, Miranda Lambert. We all know this. They got divorced. She and Blake Shelton, and then she went on and dated this Anderson East guy, and now she's uh, with another married guy. Now she's guy. with this Evan Felker guy. Yeah, he's married, and he is on tour with her. And the story yes. is that they're together, and that's why Anderson East dumped Miranda Lambert oh. because she was banging. Uh, this hot Evan, who's the leader Ooh. of this band opening for Miranda, called Turnpike Troubadours. Neo-folk band. That's Ooh. right. Blake Shelton tweets this. Been taking the high road for a long time. I almost gave up. But I can finally see something on the horizon up there. Wait, could it be? Yep, it's karma. Yeah. People That's are she's, their minds. I mean, Mar- Miranda is getting called out for home wrecking another marriage because she, Blake Shelton was married, but you can't just blame the woman. No, no you can't. You the can't. person who is married is also part of the they home wrecking. Yes, of course. Yeah. It, is, uh, it is the man, too. However, my recommendation to Miranda would be maybe just not be in a relationship right now and yeah. maybe find someone who's not attached. Recognize maybe, the pattern of behavior maybe yes, be, that you have. Be pretty and blonde. And be single while you're singing about broken hearts. No yes. kidding. It's okay to not be with somebody. Yeah. I know, she's but- been with somebody since she's been with Blake. Because she and Blake got together when she was 21 and he was married. She loves love. She does. She's like doing mm-hmm. it the J-Lo way. Yeah, she oh is. You gotta have some, isn't she? You got to have some time to yourself so you can meet somebody really great. Like look but at J-Lo maybe- and, and, uh, and J-Rod. A-Rod. A-Rod. Yeah. yeah, or maybe she just needs to hire a Casper Smart in her life. She well, can- <laughs> that gets maybe she's. Too. She's got huge issues with guys, and yeah. she's just got a bad picker, and she likes a hot, heavy affair. There was so much good analysis in this dirt alert, oh, I'm really was. proud. Wow. Hey. Thanks, Elizabeth. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it to us. Mm-hmm. Now Kenny's going to bring us the dirty, dirty, dirty traffic news. <laughs> <laughs> and it is dirty. For such a nice day, I don't understand why there's so... And then there was a scandal. Vintage. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. Well, what do we got? I decided we need to, really, I should have done this a couple of weeks ago on the anniversary of his passing, but Marvin Gaye, we are going to get uh, into really the vintage scandal slash tragedy yes. of Marvin Gaye. And of course, Marvin Gaye was just in the news just like a month ago because remember Quincy Cho- Jones gave the epic interview? Oh, those that GQ yeah. and Vulture interview. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Quincy had said um, that uh, in the interview about Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando would bleep anything, anything. He bleeped a mailbox, James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, and Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. And then he let later apologized for his word vomit, but Richard Pryor's widow confirmed that. So Marvin Gaye's son, who was 17 at the time Marvin Gaye died, he just said, my dad didn't get it on with Brando. He just told TMZ that. But mm-hmm. I wanted, I thought it's kind of, I think it was, um, it was on the Reels channel. You know, they have, um, they have a show called, uh, well, they just explored it dead it might have been the autopsy, their autopsy show. I oh. know it sounds like it's this creepy thing, but they're just But getting... they tell the story about what happened to the celebrity before yes. they let their, okay. let, yes. to their untimely demise. Yes. Okay. And so Reels Channel had this on the autopsy of Marvin Gaye. So if you don't know who Marvin Gaye uh, is, you certainly know his music. Oh, of so, course Johnny, you do. Oh, that voice. 
beautiful, beautiful, and beautiful song. And it, you know, when he started in the music business, he was a session guitar player. He wanted to croon like Nat King Cole. That was his. That was his dream. That, that was, was his musical peak. idol. He did not know that he was going to end up being like the the king of soul, or I don't know exactly what his nickname was, but he did gain worldwide fame at Motown Records. Yes, and um, so uh, he basically helped shape the sound. Uh, he had a lot of hits. Ain't that peculiar? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Heard it through the grapevine. He did the duets with Mary Wells, Diana Ross, Tammy Terrell, yeah. Prince Huge of Motown, hits. Prince of Soul. That's yeah, what his that's name is. That's very good. Very apt. Yeah. And during yeah. the 70s, he recorded the album What's Going On, which. Oh, which was huge. Which Barry Gordy was dead set against. Well, because yes. it was social. It, it, was it was political. Right. It was, it, he was singing. Social he, commentary. Yeah, he was singing about the environment. He and was, I'm telling you what, if you were to go back and listen to the songs on What's Going On, many times, like we were talking about Eve of Destruction, that song written in 65, that some of the lyrics, I mean, that are historical artifacts, but because it's a specific time event. But just listen to some of the yeah. lyrics. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Yeah. Because this was written at the height of the Vietnam War. There's too many of you crying. One more. Brother, brother, brother. There's far too many of you die. Yeah. And the thing about that song is that is as relevant today. It is. The lyrics and mm. what he's writing about. The whole mm-hmm. album. The is whole album still relevant, relevant today. What's going on still hasn't been answered. And yeah. so that is, you know, kind of a glowing example. And it's social commentary that other artists have sampled and you know Beyonce Kendrick Lamar I think even Kanye yeah and you but you don't hear those songs on pop radio why that's a good question yeah that's a good I mean let's get it on uh Um, what's this play the song Donnie you know the one that uh well of course sexual healing was Mm -hmm. from the album Midnight Love that was a great album but the song that you know um Robin Thicke and the other people are having to pay for oh got to give it up got to give it up which is basically blurred Blurred lines. lines um and uh, and you know they were the family. The estate was awarded yes, money because it is the first time I heard that song. I'm like, this sounds like Marvin Gaye party up. And this is a song that will get your party going. Yeah, I mean it still works. So <laughs> anyway, but Marvin Gaye, the thing about uh, what happened to him was that. He was uh, shot by his father, and that's a story that a lot of people go, oh, I know, his father killed him. But do you know the story of what, I mean, this is an unbelievable story. So he was shot by his father Mm -hmm. on April 1st, 1984, and uh, Marvin Gaye was the second oldest of his parents. They had four kids. And um, he had a very acrimonious relationship with his father um, since he was a kid. His dad was a Christian minister who was a very strict disciplinarian. Mm. And I'm going to say that probably meant the belt, sure. given that Marvin Gaye was, you know, born um, in the 50s or, or earlier or, than that. Oh, he would have been born in the 30s, yeah. probably. He, I think he was 44 40s. when he died. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, so it would have been very 
you know, yes. bad uh, punishment. And he was also known in the entire D.C. neighborhood where they lived by everybody that he was a crossdresser. Huh. And Marvin Gaye was bullied endlessly about this when he was a kid. Can you imagine your dad is the minister and the crossdresser? Mm-hmm. At this time period. Mm, and right. So uh, Marvin added an E to his last name when he became famous to distance himself because his father never approved of him becoming a musician. So it was separating his identity from the family. Yes. And he, uh, the, his dad also resented that Marvin became the breadwinner. Sure. His wife, Alberta, became very close. The other siblings were drawing more to him because everyone was sick of uh, Marvin Sr., uh, his meanness. And the meanness, yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to be beat up. So, um, anyway, he found, uh, I guess they had an improvement in their relationship when Marvin Gaye found success with the album What's Going On, which came out in 19... 19- the Socially the Conscious so- yeah, album. 71, but they never found any lasting peace together. Then Marvin Gaye, he kind of had dropped out of... He didn't want to tour and, you know, make it out. But by 1983, I think he went to Europe also to uh, mm. run away from taxes. Oh. Well, yeah, those, those will catch up with okay, you. Okay, and so, the, but the song Sexual Healing came off of the Midnight Love yes, album, and yes, then he yes. was in demand, and he always had, uh, he hated touring. Marvin Gaye hated touring. He found it to be exhausting. He would do more cocaine and he just, it just wasn't good for him. It made him paranoid and then he would drink. And so he started wearing a bulletproof vest. He just really got, whoa. And then something bad happened on that tour and that he had a road crew member take his life. Oh, which if anyone knows anything about suicide, it is, it is, it so impacts people in such a devastating way. You yeah. don't even know. It's just really, really hard. Yeah. And Marvin Gaye, this was... So that when the tour ended in August of 83, Marvin Gaye moves back home to L.A. LA area to take care of his mama, Alberta, who just had her hip... Uh, she had fallen and broken her hip so, hip, so he wanted to take care of her. And initially, Marvin Gaye's mom... Marvin Gaye and his two sisters lived in the house. And then the dad came back. He'd been in Washington, D.C. I think they owned another home. And when he moved back in the house, the girls fled because of the fighting between Marvin Gaye and his dad. Wow. They fought so they much. They just didn't want to even be at the house anymore. No. And then I guess at one point, uh, Marvin Gaye went to live with his brother. And then he said, listen, I got to go back. I got to make it up. I got just one father. I want to make peace with them. So he goes back and um, to the house. But one of the things, this is afterwards in the investigation after Marvin Gaye was shot by his father, the, all of the siblings confirmed that their father would always say to them, because he was very, you know how, like, can a dad, like, really backhand a 17-year-old boy without mm-hmm. the boy maybe wanting to punch him back? I sure. Mean, and he always said, if any of you kids ever hit me, I'll murder you. I'll kill you on the spot. Wow. That was the thing that he said over that was, and over. That was the threat against his children. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, but, so, they, Marvin Gaye's back in the house by November, and at Christmas, he gives his dad a thirty-eight Wesson. Uh, special because his dad felt that they were in an area where he needed protection. The house needed protection from intruders because people knew that the gay family lived there. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm. four days before Marvin Gaye was shot by his father, 
His sister said Marvin Gaye tried to kill himself by jumping out of a speeding car yeah. because he just told her later I, he couldn't take it anymore. And anyway, long story short, the day of Marvin Gaye's death, he and his father got into such an altercation. It became physical. Marvin Gaye started like kicking his father hitting his so father serious. the mom physical had to break fight. up the physical fight marvin gaze senior goes to his room comes back with a gun shoots marvin gay in the heart once and then again twice and then it's done and then oh, it is he is dead he is dead oh. and uh but uh, the brother marvin's brother i think it's is it his brother uh let me just see yeah his brother frankie heard the shots because they lived in a guest house property or a guest house on the property. Mm -hmm. So they ran into the house and Frankie is cradling Marvin Gaye as he's dying. And Marvin speaking above a whisper, this is what Frankie told the invest. I got what I wanted. I couldn't do it myself. So I had him do it. It's good. I ran my race. There's no more left in me. Oh, oh my and gosh. yeah, and and Marvin, Mar- Marvin mm. Gay, uh, an autopsy was conducted. He had cocaine and PCP in his uh, blood. And during an interview with the police, um, Marvin Gay's father said he thought Marvin Gay was really going to hurt him. He was afraid. He didn't know the gun had bullets in it, and. Um, of course, he did shoot him twice. Yeah. And when the police asked if he loved his son, he said, let's say I didn't dislike him. Oh, and, gosh. Wow. and then when he Oof. told his son had died, he wept and sobbed after realizing he killed him. And it's believed by Gay's siblings that Marvin's day, Marvin Gay's death was a premeditated suicide. Yeah. Oh. And uh Jeannie said later that by forcing his father hand in the murder, he'd accomplished three things. He put himself out of his misery. He brought relief to mom by finally him doing something that would make her divorce him. And he punished father by making certain the rest of his life would be miserable. Oh my my gosh. brother knew just what he was doing. And I mean he left behind no will, so everything went to his 17-year-old son, and his funeral was attended by 10,000 people. The New York Times ran his death on the front page mm, of the paper. I'm, I'm sure. And VH1 lists Marvin Gaye's death as the eighth most shocking moment in rock and roll. Well, I think you even just made it more shocking. Did not know some of those details. I, I didn't either. About the premeditated, About the premeditated thing. No, I mean, I premeditated, obviously, by months. Yeah. And um, and Diana Ross, in 1984, released the tribute song, Missing You. That's right. You guys remember that? that? Oh, yes. I so, anyway, and in starting in 85, there have been Marvin Gaye tribute things around his, um, the anniversary of... Um, Either his death or his birthday, and I think there's they're one within a year. Yes, well, they're within a day of each other. He yeah. was born on the second of April, and yeah. he died on the first of April. Yeah, I think they had it at Bunkers. They had mm-hmm. a Marvin Gaye. So anyway, he's an amazing man, amazing music, and maybe we can come back, Donnie. You can just play us uh, an intro with the Marvin Gaye song. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And you know, yes, the biopic never, 
It's been swirling around Hollywood for years. I know. He is such an incredible story. And even his early years, which we didn't have time to get into, is really interesting because he did not envision what he ended up becoming Mm -hmm. as an artist. He, you know, that's, I I don't know. He's just really has a cool story. I I mean, and sad story, but. But fascinating. Fascinating. And And I think lots of people would be interested. I I mean, we just learned a ton of stuff about (laughs) him that we didn't even know. And that was just one moment in his life. Yeah. And and right now Twitter is exploding. Oh my Kanye, Because he tweeted a photo, a picture of his Make America Great hat again that Donald Trump signed. He tweeted it out with a bunch of fire emojis and then Donald tweeted it, retweeted it. It's cool. And now people's heads are exploding. Yeah, in the there's Twitterverse. lots of stuff, and then Chance the Rapper has gotten into it, so now more people are getting into this. Oh, uh, it is just... And then uh, uh, the gifts of Chris uh, Jenner, or the one time she ha- handled the gun on the Kardashians, oh. is trending, or going on. <laughs> I said, give me the phone, Kanye. <laughs> and it's her, you know, it's a still from Keeping Up with the Kardashian. Oh, and, my God. And it's so the saga continues. Did this all start because Obama called Kanye? a jackass remember that years ago oh yes i do it could very well have touched on a sensitive spot i mean i I used to wonder why uh, i just i don't know i I don't know what's going on with him i feel like this is something i believe i I have that what jackass yeah thanks obama but but i know (laughs) i have someone i know in my life and holly was saying this too that you can tell on social media if someone does have any kind of a problem, whether it's drinking or using something else or they're not sleeping and they're sleep deprived or they're mad at someone in the family, there will be an incredible flurry of borderline things on social media that they wouldn't normally they would be Put. acting out of character. Yes. And and it could be any number of things. And you're just like, okay, usually, you know, if you had somebody close in your life, uh, maybe behaving this way on social media, you would just do a check-in. You would give them a or, call. Uh, for this particular person, I know it's my signal to stay away. Yes. Well, with anything, you understand <sighs> that it is something. Either, mm-hmm. yeah, you do check in yeah, or I, you do check out. Yeah. I, whatever you need to do to protect yourself. I and, know someone who just is a terrible drunk Facebooker. I mean, they just put the most inflammatory, Ooh. terrible things mm. under the influence of wine. Yeah, it's right. painful. I I have to love this person in my life. So I just, right. if I see one and then I see like there's another one, right? And then I go, okay, I'm going to stay away for a few days until... Until this simmers down, because you understand perhaps where this social media behavior comes from. So So there you go. And so the story continues. Well, my my favorite headline, damn it, was the trailer for Star is Born, making all the critics and everyone lucky enough to see it at CinemaCon cry and love it and clap and say every good thing about it. And we were so happy about it, we posted the red carpet of just... All the fabulous. <laughs> there were a lot of lot of movie stars at that. I was. Yes. I am going. I want to make a mental note. I think this would because I like going to Vegas like Sunday, Wednesday. Well, sometimes you need to go to Vegas during this time. This I was going to say good luck in getting into CinemaCon. No, buy a movie could, theater. But you could you could go. Like, yes, you could be in the atmosphere. You could be mingling. You could maybe yeah. just glide. Where do you think into everybody stays? 
Different places, different hotels. Yes, yeah. spread across. Yeah. I don't know where the actual CinemaCon is happening. But Doesn't matter. I, I've got to admit. I got to admit the Bellagio Villas might be busy. The wind the will wind, probably be busy. The Venetian. Any place with palatial suites, but they all have palatial suites. They all suites. have palatial yeah, suites. True. That's the thing. All right. Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Lohan's mom, Dina. Well, she has lost her daughter's childhood home to foreclosure after a lengthy legal battle. Let's say you. Imagine <laughs> how many times she refinanced that. Oh, oh you know what I mean? Yes. And chasing the, the dream, chasing the lifestyle. And her mom, you know, we don't really see her on anything. She used to do like things here and there. It's because but how Dina does she Lo- make money? I have I no know. I thought about that too. I think Dina Lohan wanted to be Chris Jenner before Chris Jenner was a thing. Well, she was gonna be Orange Oprah. Remember when she said That's that? That's right. I'm going to be. Didn't really work out for her. I'm going to well. be Lindsay's manager, Aww. and I'm Orange Oprah. Oh, that's just sad. Well, yeah. oh, maybe down. sometimes it's yeah. just a, that's a tough break. Yeah. That is. It okay. Is. Uh, last one for you. Yeah. The director of It Chapter Two says, "Bring your adult diapers because <laughs> it's going to be really, really scary." <laughs> Lock and load. Lock and load. <laughs> oh. Wow. Just might pee yourself. That oh my is gosh. quite a way to describe.